perhaps we should uh, start by putting it into context. How should South Africans uh, understand uh, the index and uh, South Africa being in sixth position? I think South Africans should be very worried because, uh, you know, the flip side of what you said about improvement of governance on, on different levels is that we are probably the 10th most deteriorated country in terms of governance in the time we've been measuring it for, for the last 10 years. So it's, it's bad news, in fact, and, and it particularly points to the decline in the rule of law in terms of accountability, in terms of participation, which is talking about participation of citizens in, in, the, in, the, in the social, political, and economic fabric of our country. We are showing uh, you know, steady declines. And even though we have free and fair elections, the fact of the matter, we are faced with a government that operates as if it is unaccountable to its citizens. We have a form of authoritarian electoralism. We have the undermining of the state and the, you know, the, the subcategories around the accountability. And we have you know, the growing problem of corruption around state capture, which is also reflecting in the, in the data. And, and, of course, this data is always one year delayed. So I think if you're talking about what's happening in reality in, in South Africa at the moment, uh, we should be very worried. And just in terms of the overall African scene, as you say, we should be worried. Are we operating at such a low bar, as you say, given those concerns that you're raising about where South Africa is in its trajectory at the moment, uh, that drastic action is required, especially from a human development aspect? Absolutely. I would agree with that. I think that's the conclusion. We had made... You know, we had made, you know, progress and improvement in governance, albeit from a very, very low base. You know, but, you know, if you're looking at economic sustainable opportunities, that low base was driven, you know, that activity around GDP growth in our continent was driven by the commodities boom, by investment in big infrastructure. But in the context of a global economy that is slowing down, including in China, which has been a locomotive up to now, I think Africa has to focus on a new growth path, which leverages the tremendous demographic uh, bulge and dividend we will have. Our population will go from 1.4 billion to 2.5 billion by the year 2050. We have 75% of our population will be under 25 if we link that to our assets, both the natural and mineral resources, and we work in a proper way around a well-being economy, about redefining you know, growth away from GDP towards meeting the needs of people from big towards small, towards entrepreneurship, we could create Africa as the hub of the global economy. And this is what we have to do in, in, in the continent, and this is what we have to do in South Africa itself, because just take one aspect of arable land and food production. 60% of the remaining uncultivated arable land in the world is in Africa. Yet we have close to 242 million people, including 7 million people in South Africa, who go to bed hungry. We are not using our assets to their full optimum capacity. Mm. And what would we regard as our 
Asset, uh, just, should I say, constitutionally speaking, with regards to uh, our institutions of democracy, against the backdrop of what is going on in South Africa and our northern neighbours at the moment, we somehow obviously are being viewed at from the same prism. The one having reached its very worst, the one uh, being interpreted as going down that road. So what would you say at the moment are our assets? Well, I think our assets are our constitution. It is an independent judiciary. It is an independent media. It is the youth demographic dividend that we are seeing. We have a strong infrastructure. We have a strong legal system. So we have tremendous assets in our country, you know. Uh, But those assets have been run down because the rule of law is declining, because the institutional integrity of the state-owned, you know, uh, state-owned enterprises have been so undermined because a corrupt elite that is currently in government is siphoning up billions and billions of rands from much-needed investment, public investment in public goods like schools and education and teachers and nurses and medicines towards private bank accounts around the world in safe haven. So I think that issue in particular is something we have to target. We have fallen in terms of the corruption and transparency index that has been done. We are now declining. And if you look at South Africa's growth in its national budget, we have almost tripled to quadrupled what we had as a budget more than a decade ago uh, or at the beginning of our democracy. But we have not delivered the goods equivalent to that increase in the national resources that have been collected from South African citizens as a consequence of taxes. We have seen no impact on delivering the better life that we promised our people. And in fact, much of that money is today siphoned in through to very predatory networks that are involving both the public and private sector. Private sector with international companies like the KPMGs, the McKinsey's, and companies like that, which are supposed to be blue-chip companies, have been complicit with our politically corrupt elite in siphoning up money that is needed for development of the better lives we promised our people. Thank you so much for speaking to us. Uh Jay Naidu, he is uh, the Mo Ibrahim Foundation board member about the latest uh, Index 2017 Ibrahim Index of African Governance that's been released this week. So uh, what it says is that South Africa is in sixth position, scoring 70% in overall governance out of uh, the 54 African countries assessed.